You're listening to a message from Redemption Community Church, a life-giving church in Westchester County, New York. We pray this message encourages you today. Thanks for listening. Great to be with you today as we're starting this new series, What's the Point? Let me ask you this question. Have you ever experienced something in life that made you ask, what's the point? <laughs> for example, have you ever called your, uh, the customer service number for your credit card? Maybe there was a mistake or a charge you had a question about. And, you know, you get the automated system and you enter in your 16-digit credit card number, the expiration date. And then you finally get a customer service person and they ask you, can you verify your 16-digit credit card number? You're like, what's the point? <laughs> like, I already did that. Or how many of you have ever seen those commercials for a new prescription drug and the side effects are worse than the actual disease that the drug is meant to treat? Like this huge list of side effects, like you might die or lose a limb if you take this medication. <laughs> so what's, what's the point? Or how many of you like me, you traveled some during COVID, maybe you flew during the COVID years, and, and how many of you remember you would get in line to get on the plane, and they had the stickers on the floor for social distancing? You had to keep six feet apart while you're waiting in line before you get on the plane and you're crammed next to people? Like, hello, what's, what's the point, right? Well, for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at a story from the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel about a man named Saul who was asked to go on a, a journey, the kind of journey, the kind of mission that caused him to ask, what's the point? Like how many of you have ever been through a season of life where you found yourself asking, what, what was the point of that? Like what was the point of that relationship that I gave myself to that didn't work out? What was the point of that marriage that ended in divorce or that job opportunity that looked so good that didn't work out or that sickness that set me back by so many years? I think we can all relate to what we're gonna see in Saul's story. And I believe over the next few weeks, God is gonna speak to each one of us. He's gonna speak to our hearts. So we're gonna dive in. Are you ready? The book of 1 Samuel chapter nine, verses one through two. Here's what it says. There was a Benjamite, a man of standing, whose name was Kish. So Kish was from the Jewish tribe of Benjamin. Verse two, Kish had a son named Saul, a handsome, as handsome a young man as could be found anywhere in Israel. And he was a head taller than anyone else. From the very beginning, we noticed that Kish's son, this guy named Saul, he's somebody special. The scripture tells us that he was uh, as handsome a young man as could be found anywhere in Israel. I don't know if he won a beauty pageant or something, but this guy was like tall, dark, and handsome. Some of you ladies are like, okay, pastor, that's exactly my type. Amen. I'm listening. <laughs> he was a head taller than anyone else. Like that tells us that many people looked at Saul and saw his potential for leadership. He was a natural leader. In fact, we, we see that God has destined Saul for great things because, spoiler alert, we find out later on that Saul is going to be the very first king of the people of Israel, God's people in the Old Testament. God's hand is surely upon him. Can I just pause for a moment as we're looking at the backstory of Saul's life and just tell somebody here today, we believe God has a great purpose for your life. 
Come on, God is writing a story that is your life. I believe you're not an, it's not an accident that you're here today. Maybe you've been in a season where you felt a little bit purposeless. Maybe you've been in a season where people have spoke negative things over your life. I'm so glad you're here today because I want to encourage you and tell you we believe God has a great purpose for your life. Amen? Now, before Saul would become king, we see that he has to go on a special mission. Let's look at this, verse three. It says, now the donkeys belonging to Saul's father, Kish, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Saul, take one of the servants with you and go find the donkeys. Kish says to, to Saul, son, I have a special job for you. I got a mission for you. Go down to the office, find one of the servants, and I need you to go find my lost donkeys. He sends him out on a Donkey mission. <laughs> now does the name of the book make sense? A donkey mission, right? Here's Saul, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome, who's got it going on, who's got all this great leadership potential, and God's hand is obviously on him, and his dad says, I need you to go find a bunch of lost, stinky donkeys. Can you imagine Saul kind of having a moment like, Dad, hello, you got a bunch of servants for that. Don't you know I'm kind of a big deal? <laughs> you want me to go find your donkeys? Like, Whatever. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been on a donkey mission before? <laughs> Have you ever been in a season of life where you found yourself doing something that seemed pointless when it comes to what you really dreamed of doing with your life? Something that didn't seem connected to your purpose. You kind of felt like you were zigzagging and wandering all over the place and wondering, like, what am I doing here? What is this all about? I know I've been there before. I've been on some, some donkey missions. I think back when I first stepped out into full-time ministry. I had gone to Bible college to pursue God's calling on my life. And I had an education degree and a minor in Bible and theology. So I taught public school for a few years, but I knew it was my time to take this leap of faith. And I was with my dad. He was, he was pastoring at the time in the New Orleans area where I grew up. And, and I quit my teaching job. After a year of praying and seeking God, I took the first leap of faith I've ever taken in ministry. I took a pay cut and, and I launched out into full-time ministry with my dad. And the very summer that I made this decision in between school years to quit my teaching job, Hurricane Katrina hit and turned our lives upside down when we were already stepping out in faith. And, and so we ended up, of course, in the, in the chaos of all that, wondering, are we even going to have a church? And our people were scattered. And, and we ended up doing relief work for the next few months. And thankfully, our people came back together and we had a church and I had a job. But my very first assignment after all of that happened was to be the youth pastor. And I'm pretty sure my first night of youth pastoring, we had like two kids show up. And there were plenty of nights where we only had about five kids. And here I am, this young guy full of passion, wanting to pursue God's calling on my life, a heart full of big dreams. And I'm preaching to five kids in a church fellowship hall who I'm pretty sure didn't even want to be there. <laughs> Donkey mission. <laughs> then I think back about 10 years ago when my wife Amy and I and our family, we moved from Western New York to Westchester to plant redemption. And some of you know our story, some of you don't, but I'll kind of summarize it. We moved here to plant this church full of faith, full of purpose, believing God was bringing us to Westchester to plant a life-giving church. And I'll never forget our timeline was we moved in February and we were gonna launch the church by September, by the fall. Well, let me just tell you, long story short, things did not go so well. <laughs> things did not go so well. And I remember sitting on the beach over at Rye Beach, right over there by Playland, with two team members who wanted to help us start this church, thinking, what in the world am I doing in Westchester County? I mean, this is a total failure. Talk about a donkey mission. Like, God, did I miss you? What am I doing here? Some of you have been there before. 
Some of you are in a season like that right now where you have some questions. You feel like you've just been drifting, going through the motions. Like, what is this all about? I want to encourage you today. I want to give you four truths about donkey missions. If you're not in one one right now, we're probably all going to go through a season where we feel like we're on one. We all know somebody who's on a donkey mission right now. Four truths about donkey missions. Maybe you want to put these in your notes. Here's the first truth. Number one, donkey missions test our patience. They test our patience. Let's continue and look at our story. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verses 4 through 5. It says, So he, Saul, passed through the hill country of Ephraim and through the area around Shalisha, but they did not find them. They went on into the district of Shalim, but the donkeys were not there. Then he passed through the territory of Benjamin, but they did not find them. You can kind of picture them. They're wandering all over these different geographical places in the Holy Land that you and I aren't so familiar with, but we can kind of picture the dotted line all over the map, right? They're kind of on, I'd say, a wild goose chase, but it's a wild donkey chase. Verse 5, when they reached the district of Zuf, Saul said to the servant who was with him, come, let's go back or my father will stop thinking about the donkeys and start worrying about us. Donkey missions will test your patience. See, this donkey mission was long and boring, and it wasn't going so well. They've looked in four different places. They've wandered all over the area and found nothing. In fact, scholars tell us, according to the geography described here, that they most likely traveled about 30 to 35 miles. And back then, they weren't driving around in a car. They were most likely on foot. Hello, they were getting their steps in, (laughs) looking for these donkeys. And Saul's ready to quit. He's, He's had enough. Let me ask you this. Have Have you ever had a a donkey mission test your patience? Maybe you got an internship at a company and you were so excited to land this internship, to go to this great startup, cutting edge company, and you're going to learn so much. And you got stuck doing a bunch of menial tasks, you know, pouring coffee for people around the office and, you know, picking up people's dry cleaning. Like, what am I doing here? What's the point of this? Or maybe some of you, you started a business or you went back to school or you changed career paths or you started a new job and it didn't go well at first. Come on, it was like one step forward, two steps back. You were making a lot of mistakes, feeling like you had to relearn everything. Like, did I even make the right decision? Or I wonder if we have any parents in the house. You had visions of having the perfect family, just like your friends who have the perfect family on social media. And you discovered that raising kids is actually a lot of changing diapers and cooking and cleaning. And most days it's not very glamorous. Any parents can say amen to that. It's a donkey mission. (laughs) They come in all shapes and sizes and they will test your patience. I think the problem in our culture today is that everyone wants to arrive at their destination without going on the journey. Everybody wants to be an overnight success. They want success now and without much pain and effort. If we're honest, I don't think we really want to go through donkey missions that develop our character and prepare us for who God is calling us to be. We would much rather just be an overnight success. Think about this. We know that Saul was destined for the palace. But first he had to go through a process. And I think in the social media world that you and I are living in, everybody, you know, social media makes it look like other people, everybody else is just in their palace while the rest of us are chasing donkeys. How many of you see some of these Instagram influencers, you know, these lifestyle influencers? You see these people? You're like, what do these people do for a living? You know, with the perfect body, Perfect outfits and clothes, eating beautiful food, traveling to all these exotic places in Paris every other weekend. Like, what did I do wrong? Hello? You know? What am I doing wrong? Over here working hard, hustling, trying to pay off my student loans. 
That's the world we're living in. And our culture is all about overnight success. But in God's kingdom, progress is often a process. Progress is often a process. And it looks a lot like hard work and tasks and seasons of life that seem pointless at times. I wonder how many times we've missed out on what God was wanting to teach us, his purpose for us, because we lost patience in the process. Donkey missions, if they do anything, they'll test your patience. Here's the second thing, four truths about a donkey mission. Number two, donkey missions test our humility. Come on, everybody say humility. Look at this, chapter nine, verses six through eight. But the servant replied, look, in this town, there's a man of God. He is highly respected and everything he says comes true. Let's go there now. Perhaps he will tell us what way to take. Verse 7, Saul said to his servant, if we go, what can we give the man? The food in our sacks is gone. We have no gift to take to the man of God. What do we have? In those days, it was customary if you were going to visit a man of God, a prophet of God, to bring a gift. And they've been wandering around. They've eaten all their snacks, okay? Verse 8, the servant answered him again. Look, he said, I have a quarter of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God so that he will tell us what way to take Just when Saul is ready to give up, his servant has an idea to seek out help. Come on, how many of you are thankful for friends in your life who won't let you quit on your purpose? Aren't you thankful for people who are on the journey with you who won't let you throw in the towel when you feel like giving up? Let me just tell you something today, church. You will never fulfill your God-given purpose on your own. This is why God calls us to community. This is why God wants to place us in a local church. We don't see any stories of Lone Ranger Christians in Scripture. This is why we need fellowship. This is why we need other believers in our life. You need someone to encourage you. You need someone else's gifts. You need someone to pray for you. We need other believers. We need to be in community. And by the way, I want to just take a moment and give you a really practical next step. Okay, we are launching our fall cycle of life groups today. Groups are starting this week. And if you're new to our church, we have groups of people that meet during the week to do life together, to study God's word together, to pray for each other, to encourage each other, to build relationships together. And this is how we grow spiritually. And so I want to encourage you to stop by the Next Steps table today and check out our group, okay? Or open up our app or our website and go to the, the connect part of the website and you'll find the life groups listed, listed there. It'd be a great way for you to be intentional to get into community and to find some encouragement. Now, the man of God that Saul's servant recommends they go see was actually Samuel, who was the most anointed prophet in all of Israel. One of the greatest prophets in the history of the Bible, in the history of Israel. Can you imagine, because we're talking about humility, donkey missions will cause you to experience humility. They'll test your humility. Can you imagine how hard it must have been for Saul to humble himself and go to Samuel and ask for help to look for a bunch of stupid donkeys. Can you imagine how embarrassing, humiliating? I mean, imagine you were to go to your CEO or to meet some celebrity that you're like obsessed with and you have to ask them for help with something really embarrassing. Like, hey, can you help me? I don't remember where I parked and my car is lost in the parking lot somewhere. How, how humiliating would that be, right? How humbling would that, would that be? Let me tell you something. Donkey missions usually include humbling experiences, but humility is often the gateway to your purpose. Now, don't give up because the situation 
is, requires some humility. Often humility is the gateway to what God is calling you to step into his purpose for your life. What does humility do for us and do to us? Humility causes us to be more teachable. Humility causes us to have a more accurate view of ourselves, doesn't it? Humility causes us to not be blinded so much by pride and ambition. Humility causes us to be more dependent on God, more dependent on other people. Let me just tell you something. Success in the kingdom of God often looks like humility. And if you're in a season right now that's been a little bit humbling, been having to learn some new things, been failing forward, you know, you've had some things that have kind of shaken your confidence maybe a a little bit and given you a healthy dose of humility, don't despise seasons of humility because often God can use that as a gateway to get you on the path to becoming the person he's calling you to become. Because let me tell you something, in God's kingdom, humility will qualify you to be used by him. Humility is one of those characteristics that will qualify you to be used by God. Now, let's keep continuing in our story. So they decide to go see the prophet, 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 10 through 12. Good, Saul said to his servant, come, let's go. So they set up for the town where the man of God was. As they were going up the hill to the town, they met some young women. What's up, ladies? (laughs) Coming out to draw water, and they asked them, is the seer here? Another, word, another way of saying, is the prophet here? Verse 12, he is, they answered. He's ahead of you. Hurry now. He has just come to our town today for the people have a sacrifice at the high place. Four truths about a donkey mission. Number three, donkey missions test our integrity. Donkey missions test our integrity. See, isn't it interesting at just the point when Saul is about to find the very person who can connect into his God-given destiny, he runs into a potential distraction in the form of some young women coming to draw water. Remember, Saul's pretty good looking. Saul and his servant, you know, they're good looking young guys full of ambition and testosterone. They've been on this mission that's not going so well. They're not having much luck. And can you just picture Saul saying, forget these donkeys. We found some ladies. (laughs) What's up, ladies? Like, I'd rather hang out with these girls than go look for a bunch of stupid donkeys. It's a distraction. And let me tell you something. There are always going to be distractions and opportunities to get you sidetracked and permanently off course when you're in a donkey mission season of life where it feels pointless, where it feels mundane and boring, and and you don't quite understand how this is helping you progress in life. And there can be a sense when we're in those seasons, what will it matter? What will it even matter if if I give up? What will it even matter if I change course? What will it even matter if I indulge in this, you know, this thing over here that looks so attractive? Because the thing I'm doing right now, is it even making a difference? Does it make any difference at all? And it's so easy. We're in these seasons of life to begin to settle and compromise on one of the only things of value that we can build a life of lasting impact. That is your integrity, your character. And I've seen so many people who had so much potential who gave up on their integrity, gave up on their character because they were in a season where things weren't moving as fast as they hoped they would move. They were in a season where they were saying, what's the point of this marriage? I'm not fulfilled. What's the point of this job? I don't know. It seems like a dead end to me. What's the point of this season of waiting? I'll just take matters into my own hands. I'll just take this shortcut, this detour. And they got way off track, way off track and ended up compromising their integrity in, in the process. 
And maybe you're in a season of life right now like that. Maybe you're in this place today and you're in a season where it's been boring. It's felt pointless. There's been a lot of waiting. There's been distractions. There's been temptations. There's been shortcuts in front of you. Come on, I came to church to encourage you today. God is doing more in the mundane than you realize. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on that degree. Don't give up on that team. Don't give up on your purpose. Don't give up on your integrity. Come on, stay the course. Trust God. Trust him when he called you to do. Trust in who he's calling you to be. And I I can guarantee you today, if you remain faithful to what God has called you to do, you will see his divine favor upon your life. See his favor upon upon your life. Let's keep going in our story, verses 14 through 17. It says, they went up to the town, and as they were entering it, there was Samuel coming toward them on his way up to the high place, the place of sacrifice. Now, The day before, notice the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people for their cry has reached me. The Philistines were the arch enemy of the Israelites. And look at verse 17. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, this is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. And in the next chapter, we see that Samuel anoints Saul as the next king, the very first king actually of Israel. The very next chapter, his donkey mission collides with his greater mission appointed by God. And so here's the point number four. Donkey missions are always about something greater than donkeys. Donkey missions are always about something greater than donkeys. See, at the same exact time that Saul was on this seemingly pointless mission, this seemingly pointless journey, God was working both ends because Saul, uh, Samuel had a vision that Saul was coming to him and he was going to anoint him. And I love what the scripture says when God spoke to, to Samuel I love how, how God says in verse 16, about this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. I will send you a man. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that Saul actually went on this journey. God was ordering his steps. God was orchestrating his steps. When we read the story, it seems like Saul is just venturing out because his father wants him to go on this seemingly pointless journey, but God was orchestrating things behind the scenes. I will send you a man who you're going to anoint as king over Israel. If Saul had given up on his donkey mission, he would have missed out on his greater mission. He would have missed out on the greater mission that God had for him. And so what seemed pointless to Saul was absolutely a part of God's greater purpose for his life. And so here's the idea today, church. Donkey missions are the very thing that God uses to prepare us for our greater mission and the very thing that God uses to lead us to our greater mission. And so if you're in a season like that, a season that is testing your patience, a season that is causing you to wonder if you're moving toward your purpose, a season that's been a little bit humbling, a season where there's been distractions to take shortcuts and to maybe take a different path than what God would have for you, you got to begin to reframe it and recognize that often God uses these seasons to prepare us for the kind of person he wants us to become. Because let me tell you, talent and skill and ability will get you there, wherever there is, but it's your character that'll keep you there. So often God is wanting to prepare you to be the kind of person who can step into what he's called you to do. And often 
when it seems like you're wandering, when it seems like you're on that zigzag line all over the place, wondering if you're getting anywhere, then we begin to recognize that God is the God who is ordering our steps, that he is a redemptive God who is working behind the scenes of our lives. The scripture says the steps of a righteous man, a righteous woman are ordered by God. That zigzag is going somewhere. Come on, he's leading you. God can use what seems like a donkey mission to us. He can use it to get you where he wants to get you to. He can do that. And so our job is to stay humble, and patient and faithful and to trust God along the journey. Let me leave you with this idea. I wanna encourage you, stop seeing your current circumstances as pointless and start seeing them as practice. Stop seeing your current circumstances as pointless and start seeing them as practice while you're waiting, while your patience is being tested, <laughs> while you're embracing humility, while you're staying faithful to God and preserving your integrity and your character. In these seasons, we can begin to remind ourselves this idea. This is good practice. Come on, somebody. This is good practice as I'm preparing for my purpose. This is good practice as I'm preparing for my purpose. This isn't just an inconvenience. This isn't just a, a dead-end job. This isn't just a difficult person. Help us, Lord Jesus. This isn't just a, a setback. God, this is good practice for my purpose. God, I'm going to lean in and begin to rehearse who you're calling me to be. I'm practicing. I'm practicing as I'm in process. I'm practicing as I'm in process to become who you've called me to be. There's no wasted seasons with you, God. And I trust that you are working behind the scenes of my life. Would you just pray with me this morning? Come on, why don't you just bow your head, lift our hearts toward heaven today. I don't know what season of life you're in. Maybe you've been there before. Maybe you're in one of those seasons right now. Maybe there's somebody that you love who's walking through a donkey mission, seemingly purposeless, purposeless season of life. Maybe there are some things good going in your life. There are other places where you have question marks. Today, can we just turn our hearts toward God? and recognize that he is good and he's in control. Father, today we thank you. God, we thank you that you are working out your purposes for our lives, even when we can't see it. God, I thank you for the promise of scripture that says that you, you're working all things together for the good of those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. That God, you are ordering our steps as we trust you, even when our steps don't make sense to us. And Father, today we're asking for you to help us to be patient. God, we thank you that one of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. Holy Spirit, help us. Make us people of patience who can trust you. Father, today we embrace humility. God, none of us wants to be humble, but Lord, today we submit to the process, recognizing that if we become more humble, we're more qualified to be used by you. Father, today, don't let us be knocked off course. Help us to stay faithful. We don't want to compromise our integrity. God, we recognize that our integrity is of great value. We want to be people who can be used by you, used in your kingdom. So, Father, keep us on track as we trust you. I pray that for every person in this place, for clarity, for peace. God, for a sense that you're guiding them, Lord, and this season is not wasted. You are preparing us for what you have for us in the future and for your, who you're calling us to become. Amen. As we're praying this morning, I want to take a moment to... Pray for those of you in this room who there's a sense of, Pastor Jeremy, I want to follow God. I want to be closer to him. I would love to have a sense that God is 
ordering my path and giving me direction, but I don't even know where to start. I wouldn't even know what that looks like in my daily life. And maybe today somebody invited you for this series. Maybe somebody shared this broadcast with you online. Maybe it's your first time in church in a long time or your first time ever in a Bible teaching church like this. And this is all new to you. And there's this sense like God is speaking to you. He's drawing you to himself. There's a tug in your heart, but you're not even sure where to start. I want to take a moment to just talk to you about the greatest donkey mission the world has ever seen. And that is when Jesus Christ stepped out of the majesty of heaven to come down into the mess of this broken planet to redeem every one of us. As I said before, we believe there's great purpose over your life. Why is that? Because scripture tells us that every human being was made in the image of God. That means God placed something of himself on the inside of you. And so every person has great dignity, great value, inestimable value and purpose and worth. But we know that something went wrong. Humanity rebelled against God and with that came the curse of sin. And I would just simply put it this way. Look around at our world. Things are not as they should be. Our planet is broken. Humanity is broken. In fact, if we're honest with ourselves, there are things that are broken about us that we don't know how to fix for ourselves. And the Bible has a word for that. We call it sin. But the good news is that God was not willing to leave us in that condition. And he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ. Go down and go find those lost donkeys. Forgive me, but go find those lost. The scripture actually tells us all of us like sheep have gone astray. Go down and I want you to redeem humanity. And that's what Jesus did. He came. He lived a sinless life. He showed us how to live. He went to the cross for our sins so that we could be redeemed and forgiven. He was resurrected so that we could experience new life. And he gave us the gift of his Holy Spirit. So we're not in this world trying to follow his ways on our own. And that is the next step for you today. If there's a tug on your heart and you'd say, I want to start on this journey, this path of following God more closely, it starts by saying yes to Jesus. So I want to invite you to pray with me with every head bowed for just a moment. Nobody's looking at you just in this special moment between us and God, I want to invite you to pray with me. Jesus, I give you my yes. Come on, pray this with me. Some of you for the first time, some of you for the hundredth time. Jesus, I give you my yes. I want to follow you. I believe you are who you said you are. Son of God, that you lived a sinless life on my behalf, that you went to the cross for my sins and you were resurrected to give me new life. Pray this with me. I turn from my sins and I place my faith in you. Fill me with new life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can follow you. Father, I thank you for every person who prayed that prayer in this place. God, I thank you that there is rejoicing in heaven for sons and daughters who have come home, who are born again. They'll never be the same. Father, may you order their steps. May you draw them closer to you. We thank you for it, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Would you help me celebrate the goodness of God in this place, people finding a relationship with him, amen? Thanks for listening to today's message. If you'd like more information about our church, visit us online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org or follow us on social media.